Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast, Season 2. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Hey, Wisconsin. Welcome to Season 2 of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. I hope everyone is having a great summer and enjoying every last bit of it with your family and, of course, live local music from the great musicians here in Wisconsin. It's hard to believe that it's the middle of September already. The next wave of holidays are coming up quick. Speaking of the holidays coming up soon, if you are a Wisconsin artist and you have holiday songs you want to showcase, please send them in for the Holiday Music Showcase episode that will be airing on December 20th. Please send them in no later than November 30th. All you need to do is send in your song files, not links, but song files, to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com and put Winter Holiday Showcase in the email subject. Wave files are best, but high-quality MP3s work as well. I know there are Halloween and Thanksgiving-based songs out there, and if you have those, send them in as well. And if I receive enough of those, I'll make an episode for them. Wisconsin Music Podcast t-shirts and hoodies will be on the Wisconsin Music Podcast website for a pre-order this week until Friday, October 15th, if you want to get them before Thanksgiving. All proceeds go back to the podcast to keep it going. As the weather starts to get cooler, this would be a great time to get your new hoodie or shirt. Something new this season, I thought I would start adding a few minutes to the podcast about the music experiences I have had, and I'll start this season with my latest experience. So during the podcast and summer break, I got to go up to Door County for the first time. I've never been up there, but me and the wife thought it would be cool to go up there and kind of just experience what Door County was all about. Uh, We also got to go and hike through the Redwood National Forest in Northern California. So both places, beautiful, completely different type of nature, but both just amazing places to visit. In Door County, I got to hear some local musicians performing at a few restaurants that had outside stages. It felt so good to experience that again. For me, it's been a while to be able to go out and about and hear live music. And speaking of live music, I also got to see one of my favorite national acts. For me, that is the Dave Matthews Band. I've been listening to them since the mid-90s. And for me, that was an emotional experience. It just kind of came out of nowhere. There I am, listening to them with thousands of others in the crowd. And the song that the wife and I chose for our wedding song starts to play. And when their guitarist, Tim Reynolds, plays his solo for that song I'm I'm fighting back tears it, it just hits me it was such a surreal moment this thing we call music it takes us places it feels like an emotional roller coaster you know it felt so good to be able to experience that once again 
Have any of you out there experienced something like that? And if so, I hope you realized it and enjoyed every second of it because for me, there is nothing like it. So that was my summer pretty much. So for me, it's getting busy again, and I hope that all of you out there are staying busy as well with music and living your life the way you want to. Because from what I've learned over the last 18 months, or at least really learned it, is that life is too short to live it any other way. So with that, let's start season two. This season, we are starting off with 88.9's Radio Milwaukee's music program director, Dori Zori. She is only one of a handful of women program directors in the radio business, and she talks about that and all the great events that are available to our local Wisconsin musicians. Make sure you take notes on this great interview. So I'm not going to spoil anything, so let's just dive right in and let's listen to and have a great conversation with Dory. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we have Dory on, and she works with 88.9, and she, hopefully she's going to tell us a little bit about herself and what she's doing at 88.9 and kind of her origin story from when she started getting interested in music to where she is now. Yeah, um, it probably like a lot of us, like music was in our house growing up, um, records. My parents didn't play instruments, but there's always music playing, and I like to think that um, my mom gave me my first DJ gig ever. We had this big stack of 45s and she would let me pick out what music we'd play as she was cooking dinner. And we'd yeah. always have living room dance parties and stuff. So, you know, I think I got my like knack for wanting to control the music really, really early. But um, yeah, so I've just always really loved music. My mom would take us down. We, we grew up outside of Milwaukee, but she'd always bring us downtown to go to Summerfest or concerts. Um and see live music whenever we could. I think my first concert was actually at the Paps Theater Group. I saw Lenny and the Squig Tones. Okay. I think I've heard of them. Well, yeah. Like Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Right. They had a legit band back in the 70s. So okay. that was my first concert memory. So I've always just been around music. And then, but I didn't really think about having a career in it when I was growing up. It was more like I wanted to be an archaeologist. I wanted to be Indiana Jones or Quincy the coroner <laughs> but um then i had a friend i discovered wmse 91.7 when i was in high school and listened to them a lot and i had a friend that was going to that school the Milwaukee school of engineering and had a show from midnight to 3 a.m and as he was studying for his final exams he asked if i would come down and like do a show for him in the middle of the night okay did and then I kind of just never left. So I started out as a volunteer DJ in 1990 at WMSE and then um, did that for quite a long time. Got to know like the music business through community radio, which is really where my heart lies. And, you know, that kind of brought me to where I am now. I, I was a volunteer DJ there um, until 2012 when Jordan Lee at 88.9 asked if I wanted a job being on the air because that was a volunteer position at WMSC and it kind of changed my life. So now I have a career in radio where I can stay in my hometown and um, commercial radio was kind of never my jam, although I like listening to it. Mm -hmm. I'm more of like a community radio kind of DJ gal. Right. I've been at 88.9 Radio Milwaukee since 2012 as the morning show host. 
And I just worked my way up to program director recently. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. I'm one of a handful of female program directors in the country. So it's kind of kind of a cool. That's excellent. That's excellent. I was listening to um NPR the other day and they were talking about I forget her name, but she's been basically a programmer like her whole career and it was just amazing. Yeah. There's I mean, there were so many women or so few women, but the ones that were in this position really blazed the way along, you know, decades ago, back when radio stations were breaking bands, whereas right. now the internet helps a lot of that and radio stations get to do it a little bit less. But yeah, there's some really cool stories. So I don't know what, like, this is what I want to do. Like I have my dream job. So I'm very, very lucky. So I'm excited to stay at 88.9. And I guess my main goals now, you know, instead of really breaking bands is maybe get more women involved, more young girls involved. Yeah in programming or media the radio media the the high school i teach at they have a a media club and there um there's a lot of um girls that are in that along with the guys so it's i think it's changing for the better nice oh what high school is that i i teach at union grove high school oh okay cool um well let's stay connected about that because i'm always looking for like that pipeline and we we've got a lot of intern opportunities for um kids when they get into college that they earn credits for Mm -hmm. Um, not a high school program quite yet because it's kind of hard to manage you know kids in their hours when they're right age but we're always you know back when we're open again we're always open for tours and mentoring and fun stuff like that so yeah cool very cool yeah we'll definitely stay connected and yeah hopefully we can throw some opportunities to them That'd be great. What what do you do at the, are you kind of like their mentor at the media club or? Uh, I'm not, I don't run it. Um, the, the art director or the art teacher runs that. I, I'm the high school band director and I also um, teach after school before COVID. Um, I had a recording class. So I had kids that were interested in recording because that's kind of the, my side gig is I do uh, recording and mixing. And so I, I started a club up a couple of years ago. And then once COVID hit, obviously we couldn't do it anymore, but it was cool. I mean, and that was also um, almost 50-50 girls and guys in that club too. And they were just really interested in learning how signal runs through a microphone and how to set it up and how to get a band all mic'd up. So they were really excited about that. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, what a cool opportunity for Union Grove schools to have that when a lot of schools had to pull back on just even regular music programs. It's yeah. such an important it's such an important part of development. I think even if you can't play an instrument, like I grew up wanting to be in a band, but I never could play an instrument, but there's something about getting that creativity out there. Kind of like, you know, much like team sports, like bonding over music is really important. You know, kids being able to express themselves. Yeah. It's just a a social way to express yourself, which is two, two great things at once, especially at that, you know, young teenage you know, when they start getting teenagers, young 20s, that's all their life right there is their friends and their social life. Yeah. And music plays such an important part of that. Like, I mean, in this last year, when things were just really sad and bleak, like I found myself turning back to albums that I loved in my teen years. Mm-hmm. You know, when you used to listen to albums from front to back and I found really like great comfort in going back and listening to full albums from start to finish. Like, I don't know, music is such a great thing. It can be there for you for like anything you need it for. And there's not a lot of other things that I feel 
like connect people like music really. Cause there's hardly anybody that doesn't like some sort of music. Right. Yeah. I'm always flabbergasted when someone's like, Oh, I don't really listen to music. Just like, hmm. what? <laughs> but that's but I right. think majority of the, of the whole world population is some way creative, some way of music or art, some, something mm -hmm. that connects with them. Yeah. Um, I think most of my listeners are, you know, usually like people that are in bands and stuff like that. So, so do you have like any advice for them as they're trying to get through their career, either, either it being at a hobby or even trying to go beyond that? Yeah. I mean, from, from our point of view at the radio station, we've got a couple different ways that we can get local music on the air. Um, we make sure that we dedicate each hour. We play some Milwaukee music, whether it's, a track or a couple bands each and every hour throughout the whole day. And we have a channel that's all Milwaukee music that's streaming 414music.fm. And so, you know, that's the streaming channel is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we really encourage all bands to send us their stuff. So I guess when it comes to sending stuff to a radio station, you want to, you know, depending on where you are in your career, you want to be kind of thorough and you want to be a little bit like um, professional, right? So, you know, starting by looking at someone's website and find out how they accept submitted music is really a good place to start. Send a nice email. I mean, you kind of have to hustle for yourself, but there's right. like that fine line between hustling and then just like being too pushy about it, but you gotta, you gotta advocate for yourself. So I'd say start by finding how to submit music to the place you want to submit it. Always put an artist bio together. If you've got a photograph, I mean, everyone can take photograph right on their telephones nowadays make a little mini press kit because the more that you can tell us about yourself when you're introducing us to your music the easier it is for us to get a picture of what you're about and where your music might fit best is it on the fm dial or is it on the stream um, and we've got people i mean the cool thing about technology now is people can do bedroom recordings that sound really pretty good for your first bit of you know music right. that you release so We've been getting submissions from, I mean, we get hundreds of emails every single month about music and we try to go through them thoughtfully and respond to everybody and kind of pick where their music goes. And if maybe somebody's not quite ready yet, we just let them know like sonically, this sounds like, you know, it just needs to be a little bit less garage soundy or you need to balance your vocals out a little bit more. So we, we've got some like general advice that we can give people, but mostly we just want people to submit stuff because the more people are creating and sending to us, like, you know, it's encouraging. And then it makes people want to continue if they've got people that are willing to at least check out their music and respond to them as right. opposed to like being ignored, which we try to never right. ever do. Yeah. And it, it is, it's, it's such a cool experience to hear your, your music on the radio for, you know, it's just, I remember when I was in a band and, um, there used to be that 93.3 jazz station in Milwaukee, I think it was. And the first time they played our, one of our songs, it was just, you just sat there in awe. Cause it was just like, I'm actually on the radio. This is so cool. Yeah. And for, for our station, 88.9, and even like the other stations in town that play local music, like MSC and I know 102 does, mm -hmm. um, just to give artists that opportunity, I think means so, so much, you know? And that's what we're here for. Like, you know, if we're not here just to play like all the big bands, you know, we really want to uplift. Right. Southeastern Wisconsin and really Wisconsin bands too, but we really try to focus on the Southeastern Wisconsin part. Right. Radio Milwaukee. But now with being online on the internet, like you can listen to us 
anywhere. Right, exactly. It really kind of helps get music out to your audience. Right, exactly. And so when they put their package together for you, where do they send it to? Um, anyone can email me directly, Dory, D-O-R-I at RadioMilwaukee.org. We're a digital radio station. So you can, we get a lot of CDs every single day in the mail, but our, we just import those into our digital library anyway. So kind of digital is the way to go. If you have an album or cassette tape, that is something that kind of always stands out a little bit more. Um, the cassette tape culture's kind of coming back yeah, a little more. Yeah, it's kind of a little niche now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun again. So they can just mail stuff to the radio station or that email or a combination of both. And eventually, you know, our offices have been closed, so it's been harder to go through the mail. But right. emails are really the best way to go. And I've had a lot of cool conversations with people like, you know, and also, too, one other cool thing is I'm I don't want to tell you like how to make your music by any means, but if you're going to submit something to a radio station, maybe submit an edited version. Although I like a song with some good, well-placed four letter words in it. (laughs) You want to make sure that if you're sending it to a radio station for airplay, that we get to hear it edited in the proper way. Um, Cause we just can't play that on air and you don't really want us to go through and edit your music. I don't think, right. You want to kind of have that kind of control as an artist. Right. I guess make sure your songs are airable too. Yes. And that's Mm -hmm. why, um, especially the ones that go to a recording studio, they have to make sure that they ask for the engineer to make sure that they can have that edited out so they don't have to do it themselves. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're paying for that time for that professional to help you. Why not make that edit sound as good as possible too, right? Exactly. Um, Now, before COVID and after COVID, let's kind of talk about pushing local music. Like what sort of things were you guys doing before and what have you guys been kind of planning that once live music can once again become uh, a commonplace, what kind of things are you guys kind of looking for or what things are you guys doing to promote local music? Yeah, we um, have our own building in Walker's Point that we bought in like 2014 and it was the old Barclay Art Gallery. So it was kind of this big open space. And we um, teamed up with our pals at the Paps Theater Group, some of the engineers there, and some other consultants to make this community room where you could have live music. So it's insulated properly. Um, it's got a really great sound system. It's got like a wonderful set of lights and stuff. So we've got this beautiful performance space that before COVID was full of music all the time. We have a Thursday night music program called um, 414 Live, where every Thursday at 5.30, a local band would come in. They would um, play a couple songs, do an interview, play a couple more songs. So for a half hour, they were able to have this performance. Anyone from the community could just come in and check out the show. It was also broadcast over the air. So that was a really cool way to be able to you know, really get people's music out there. So we tried to coordinate that with, you know, new albums releasing or big shows somewhere. Um, And then it was also broadcast on Facebook because we've got a set of cameras in there. So we really, on Thursdays, were able to get each and every week, like a really cool program out there. Of course, that's, you know, gone away. But as soon as we possibly can, and it's safe to do that, I think we're hoping September will feel good about opening up again. We'll start 414 Live up again. But beyond that, like 
we try to use our partnerships with other organizations in the city to help promote Milwaukee music. So for example, I've got a meeting next week with the Bucks. Uh, they do this thing called Milwaukee Mondays where they uh, invite local bands to play for like a couple minutes during their halftime show. And so they've partnered with us at 889 to help curate those bands. So, you know, we try to find out what kind of vibe they're looking for and we just give them suggestions. So a lot of people always contact us trying to get help like with suggestions for their events so we're always pushing milwaukee music you know the best fits that we can right so that's a really cool way that we're able to support too and then um back before covid when there were shows we were once a month promoting working with a venue um and helping promote something special they were doing so you know, venues can pay to do underwriting to help support us, but we were kind of going above and beyond and picking one venue a month and helping highlight some of their local music that was happening there too, just to kind of be an amplifier for that kind of thing that that's going on. During COVID, um, we started a program that's actually called Amplifier, where it's... Um, it's this program where anyone, there's an application that's open once a year and it's a kind of a mentorship program. So we have a, I think it's a $10,000 grant. So we raise money to give bands grants to help further their career. Oh, and wow. during the process of that, um, there are mentorships. So this year we have Justin Vernon um, from Boney Vare as a mentor. We have Butch Vig, okay. uh, legendary producer. And um, there's two other mentors that I can't think of right now. <laughs> I should know this. Um, Amplifier is the program. But um, so we've got four artists that are part of this Amplifier program. But in between, we um, host these free sessions where there's different subjects. Um, so anyone can attend. So anyone in the music business can become part of that Facebook group and learn about how you market your band or, you know, once there was a session about just copywriting or social media, how to use that to your advantage. So we're really trying to take the tools and context we have and, you know, push it out there to anyone who really could use that help. And so um, that amplifier program just started for this year with those new mentors. So we're hoping that it's just a little bit of a way that we can help connect people and help them uplift their career if they're interested. And even if you aren't one of the four um, artists that are selected for that round, you could still get a lot out of the sessions. Yeah, definitely. I know obviously COVID is still going on, but when would you think that would start up again? Or when are you hoping? Well, we're hoping to have people back in our place in September um, to have those live shows, but the amplifier program is virtual and it's oh, going okay. on now. So, um, I think Friday was the official launch party of this round of amplifier. Um, and, uh, be free is, and, uh, Brittany Freeman Farr, she's a music local musician, but she's also an educator and she's one of the two people that run the program. And she's been really instrumental in helping select the artists that are looking to take their career kind of to the next level. And for us, we're not really measuring metrics of how many records are you going to sell at the end of this? We just are kind of looking at people and picking different genres of music and just trying to give them that little bit of boost in what they 
get to do with their career after is totally up to them. But as you can imagine, there were hundreds of applications and it's kind of hard to narrow it down because there's so much talent in Milwaukee. Oh yeah. All neighborhoods, all genres Mm -hmm. of music. Right. So, um, we've got some people that are running that program that pick the finalists. We just, I'm glad I don't have to do that. That'd be a very hard job, but yeah, I can send you information after this about the amplifier program. Cause I think it's, it's a kind of, kind of a cool thing that maybe your musicians that you're associated with might not know about Mm -hmm. those free sessions. And yeah, definitely. And I think our listener uh, will also appreciate that knowledge too, because there's probably a lot of them out there that don't know about it. Yeah. Cause you know, you can't, you can't reach everybody. You can only reach a certain amount. So cool. Right. We've got to, we've got to use our connections. And right. Our exactly. To get the exactly. word out. Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin. It is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. So with all the podcasts that you've been doing, um, what do you find is the biggest thing that artists really are like wanting and needing in their careers in Milwaukee? Well, obviously with COVID places to play, mm-hmm. but I, th- I think a lot of them are, they're just looking f- for the right connection with the right group of people, you know, cause that's your fan base. And the, the more fans you get, obviously, you know, the more they, I guess, get more hyped or get more popular or whatever you want to call it. But I think it's just to be able to play for, for fans again, you know, yeah. that's what they're all looking for right now. I mean, that's why we get into it. I would think, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's fun and, and there's a business side to it, but it's fun and it's a way to be creative and express yourself. So yeah. without being able to do that in front of real people, you know, and then in front of a screen, I think that's, yeah, that's what I think they're looking for is just that human connection again. Yeah. Well, hopefully as things are starting to get a little bit safer. So we're talking with Summerfest. We sponsor, co-sponsor the Johnson Control stage. Okay. At Summerfest, we've been doing that for years and years. Um, And on that stage, there's a thing called the Emerging Artist Program where Summerfest, you know, you submit your applications to play in the Emerging Artist Program to Summerfest, and then they book the stage. So anything from noon up until like 6 p.m. are all local and national bands that are kind of at that level of just looking to break through, looking to get more fans. And then they get to play this emerging artist stage. And there's um, prize packs that bands get to win every single day. So there's a bit of a social media thing. Like, you know, if you like this band, text the word, you know, whatever to this number. And whoever gets the most votes at the end of the day gets to, to win this prize pack. But it's just a cool way for bands to kind of break in Summerfest. Yeah, definitely play a stage that might be different than maybe one of the, although I do love me some Tiki hut music and the side <laughs> stages along the lake. It's like maybe yep. that little step after that. Right. Right. So that's another way. That's a great opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So how, how do they get involved with that again? Uh, they can go to Summerfest page and submit an application for the emerging artist series. Okay. 
Summerfest takes care of, again, you know, figuring out what bands get to play. So, um, but we want to make sure that we're an amplifier, letting people know that. And there's all, they do a really good job of putting all different kinds of music on the stage. And then I've also seen local bands kind of bond with uh, national acts that are coming through that, you know, they're kind of like rubbing elbows in the hallway as one band setting up and they're finishing. So it's, again, you talk about that connection and just mm-hmm. getting to meet new people and meeting David Silbaugh from Summerfest and some other people that book stuff there. It's kind of could be like a, a stepping stone in launching a career to the next level yeah. in Milwaukee and beyond. Definitely. Definitely. Very cool. Do you guys do anything with the Wisconsin music, the whammies, Wisconsin area music industry? Uh, I don't think we have any like station members that are part of the whammies um, as far as like the, what do you call it? The people that vote on stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, we make sure that when the whammies are coming around that we are talking about it on the radio. So people know what's going on. I mean, we've been the lucky recipient of a couple whammies. So that's been kind of cool to be recognized. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an important part you know, some people care about that more than others, but I think if you have some of that stuff on your resume, it goes a long way when you're looking to maybe book shows in other parts of the country or even your state, if you've got, you know, whammy nominee on your resume, kind of neat, but Mm -hmm. you know, that also leaves out a lot of bands. So it's not like the be all end all, but it's just like, you know, one little piece of the puzzle, one little seasoning in the soup. Right. Exactly. Exactly. A long way to help in your career. So Now you've been obviously to lots of concerts throughout your, you know, time here on this planet as we all have. And what are kind of some of the things that you found positive about the local scene? Oh gosh. You know, I love that you, we have so many different local venues to go to. There's one in just about any part of the city from, you know, the venues that are popping up south of Milwaukee to anywhere in the metro Milwaukee area and even some venues out more like, you know, in Tosa and West Dallas and even out um, into some of the suburbs. It's it's pretty great that we have so many venues. I'm hoping that they all are able to survive this yeah. COVID time um, because I think the more venues you have, the better and stronger your music scene is. And I think some venues are really, really good about um, cross-promoting and putting people on the bill, like Cactus Club comes to mind. They put a lot of people on a bill that might not usually play with each other, but again, introduces them and makes those kind of connections. So I think our Milwaukee music scene is pretty strong here as far as, you know, when we get back to normal, you can go see a band just about any night of the week somewhere. Yeah. Where I grew up, you know, seeing live music when I switched from like spending all my time in dance clubs, I actually started just wanting to see live music. So, you know, between those smaller clubs to, you know, the first time I ever saw Moby was at Shank Hall in the nineties. That's kind of amazing (laughs) when you think about Moby plays to stadiums and, you know, festivals full of people now. So, you know, I'm excited to get back to the rave and Eagles to see stuff. So for me, like music, seeing live music is one of my favorite things to do for my soul and our friendship group. So I can't wait to get back. It's just really finding the time yeah, to, to do it all. So um, I think that's pretty important. But I think the venues that are pushing for all ages shows, I think, are really, really important because we don't have enough of those here yeah. in Milwaukee. 
that's the nice thing about summer festivals though that is open to everybody so i don't know how many are going to be happening this summer but yeah. it'll be nice when we get back to those and i don't know for me like brady street locust street festival center street days like those bring in some really good stuff and then the last summer we were out and about i went to there was a festival in west dallas that i went to also and it's nice to see more live music popping up on street festivals there so yeah and my next kind of question is is there things that you think that the local music scene could do better to help local artists rise above the you know Mm -hmm. the noise yeah i think supporting each other is super cool and a positive thing to do i think a lot of times people might feel like if one band is starting to get a little bit more attention there's a I don't know, some people have a hard time with that and they tend to, instead of uplift those bands, which would make it better for everyone in Milwaukee, you know, there's a little bit of competition and a little bit of like, you know, whether it's just smack talk online or just lack of support. So I think, you know, we could always do better with that, uplifting each other, maybe doing more shows like Milwaukee Record has a really cool thing that they do where, um, they have band local bands cover each other's music and then like at turner hall ballroom there'd be a night of like eight local bands playing three or four songs from the other local bands that are in the set and so that kind of collaboration happens and then i've seen new bands form from stuff like that so i think just being cool and supporting each other but i also think you know maybe it'll be different now because of covid because everyone's really just anxious to get out and do stuff but getting out and seeing more Milwaukee music, you know? So I think if for some of us that have jobs that we need to get up early for, or we're not in our twenties anymore, (laughs) staying up to like 10 30 or 11 for a headliner at a little club is kind of rough. So I think if, if venues can kind of take the headliners and put them on a little bit earlier, I think that would be super cool for a lot of us and ultimately for the bands too. So I'd love to see more of that more underage venues um and then maybe just cross collaboration between like local artists getting a couple bucks from bands to make posters because i still love seeing all that kind of stuff too and you know with social media right now like you can it doesn't take much to support something that you love by just making a post so exactly i think milwaukee could probably be a little bit better about that all around i think we could be better at you know people can be better at that yeah. 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 As we're wrapping this up, who's on your playlist locally that you're really enjoying listening to at the moment? Oh, gosh. Um, it's hard because I know there's probably a lot of new music that would come out um, that hasn't yet. But uh, the last vinyl album I just got in the mail was Field Reports, Break Light, Red Tide. It's a really beautiful, I don't know if you're familiar with Field Report. Um, Christopher Porterfield um, is kind of like the heart and soul behind Field Report. Um, he's gone on tour opening up for Tom Petty before. Um, he's He's got a little bit of a following outside of Milwaukee, but that album is really beautiful. It's like kind of singer, songwriter, a little bit of folk. The new album's a little bit electronic too. Um, he's done stuff with Justin Vernon. Um, so Field Report has been on heavy rotation. I know Kaylee Conway, she's uh, a guitar player and singer. She's got some new music on the way. I'm really also excited about anything that Amanda Huff does. Okay, She's like 
part jazz singer, part Bjork, part just kind of like hmm. the, the music that she kind of gravitates to is like trip hop sort of vibes, electronic, really soundscapey. And her voice and her range is incredible. Um, and she also has a project that she's been working on recently called You Win um, with a longtime collaborator of hers. And then there's a female DJ producer called Luxie, L-U-X-I, that I think is doing some super cool things. Um, she's kind of a boss lady and also artistic in so many ways. She makes her own music video. She's a visual artist. Oh, cool. She's, she's a DJ. She's a producer. She's remixed other people's music. And then, I mean, I could just do this forever because right, there's some right. funky bands, but Raina. Sister duo Reina has gotten a lot of national attention. They live in Milwaukee. They've been here for a while, um, like over a decade, I think. But they were talked about by the Latin Billboard Awards. Hmm. Um, they've also gotten a lot of attention from um, LGBTQ groups for their music. So Reina. Okay. Cool. Check out too. Yeah, definitely to get that checked out. So yeah, what listeners, about- make sure you guys check those local artists out and see what they're up to. Yeah. All right. You give me somebody that I should be checking out. Um, one of my recent ones. Um, see, here's a couple. Cat in the Hurricane. Have you heard of Ooh. them? Mm-mm. Uh, check them out. Really good. I mean, all all the people that I have on here have been really, really good. Um, who else? Um, Redhead Trauma. They have two songs out on specif- on Spotify, but I thought uh, the recording was done really well, so it came comes across really strong so there's them um fat function which is a funk band that's been around for over 20 years i think i mean they're kind of like on a hiatus now but they've been doing a lot of great things they're a great funk you know group you know so those are like the top three that come to my head right now but i've had a lot more on here that i think all deserve recognition so far nice do you have a spotify playlist with the artist by any chance that you've done interviews for on this podcast in one little handy I have not done that yet, but I have to get on that when I get another day in the week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, sh- I should make a playlist of, of all the all the people and then put that on the website. Yeah, that would be a that would just be a cool place for a lot of people to start. Now, we would love to share that, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me make sure I get on that and I'll, let, I'll send you the link soon. It's put together. Cool. I'll do one of my favorite new stuff, too. OK, so I'm putting in the work along with you. Okay. And then if you send that to me, then I can put it in the, in the details of the show. I'll put the details in the show there. Wonderful. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you maybe wanted to cover? Hmm. No, I mean, I'm so thankful for anyone out there that's been continuing to make their art during this last year. And I hope, you know, everyone's been staying strong and healthy. And when you, when I don't know, all your artists find it, find a way to make some new stuff. Um, I hope they send it to me. We've got this segment on Thursdays called Milwaukee Music Premiere, where we get to light off kind of like a big firework for um, a couple bands. We get to play their song for the first time and talk about it on social media and write about it on our website. And so if any of your artists out there would like to send me some information on new music, I would love to check it out and, you know, expand our playlist at 889 Excellent. All right. Well, Dory, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It was a pleasure talking with you and learning about everything that you're doing and what 88.9 has been doing for Wisconsin local artists. 
Yeah. Thank you so much, Zach. I appreciate uh, your time today. And I'm glad to make a new friend that really cares about local artists. Same here. I hope you all were taking notes on all the great opportunities that we just got to listen to and hear from Dory. Also, you don't want to miss next week's episode with Emily White. We talk about how to build a sustainable music career and collect all revenue streams. So if you are interested in having a sustainable music career and how to collect all the money that you deserve, do not miss out on next week's episode. Also, don't forget that we have the Friday Music Showcase coming up on, of course, Friday. If you want your music heard on our music showcase, please send an email to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com with Friday Music Showcase in the email subject. If you want to be a guest on the Monday interview portion of the podcast, please fill out the guest request form on the website and look for a follow-up email asking for all your information pertaining to your music. Check your spam or junk folder. Sometimes it lands in there. So that's about it. I hope everyone has a great week. And we'll see you next time. Podcast theme music by Nate Wyckoff of Frequency Farm Recording Studio. Voiceover by Dean Bundy. Sponsored by ZTF Studio and Diamond Dave Photography. The Wisconsin Music Podcast was created, edited, mixed, and mastered by Zach T. Fell of ZTF Studio. <laughs>